What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Happy Friday, everyone. Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of our lovely podcast. It is Friday where I'm at. Hopefully you guys are enjoying, had a great week. It feels like another year in the life of 2021. My gosh, it, I thought last year was long. This year seems like it's already been three plus years, but we're getting going. I feel the momentum going. I feel like we're starting to get our bearings again. Our guests and I were just kind of joking around today. We we're like, my gosh, it seems like we can't even catch up from the holiday still. And I feel like across the industry, Amazon e-commerce, a lot of people are just starting to get things going again. Uh, starting to get the business rolling again nonstop, uh, but we're picking up steam. So we're ending the week. It's been an exciting week here on our show. And thank you again for joining us live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and on Twitter. We go live on all those social channels so that you can obviously watch live, but also can consume later. So if you have to hop away and you find this content inter- interesting, please go ahead and save it for later. Watch it, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our social channels so you can see uh, episodes coming up in the future. So we're super excited. And again, obviously, um, these formats will come in audio form later on down the road. Um, we have a couple that are actually coming out this week, um, from 2020 that are exciting. We're releasing those every single day at noon, uh, even through to Sunday, and those will continue to, uh, roll out. So subscribe to them on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, as well as Spotify. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my guest today. We have, uh, this is episode 39 uh, of our show. It's already trucking along. We have so many guests, but this one is super unique because um, the title, as you guys saw, was Amazon matchmaking. And when I think about matchmaking, I think about just a relationship aspect of uh, either someone personal or you even talk, talk about like Hello Dolly when she's a matchmaker. All those things kind of run around in my head, which is kind of funny to think about. Uh, but our guest, uh, founder of InReach, is an Amazon matchmaker. And what that means is, for simple terms, finding Amazon sellers and partnering them with the right kind of service providers. So Chris Freiberger is our guest today, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. Chris, thanks for joining us today on Crossover Commerce. Ryan, thanks so much for having me on. You couldn't have described what I do better. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank you, thank you so much. And by the way, on the on your comment on the age thing, every week is like an Amazon year uh, these days. I know. So it seems like it, but yep. We, we had a comment already come through from Asim, uh, same. <laughs> I'm assuming Asim, you're talking about this year, this week feels like forever. So yeah. I appreciate you uh, commenting on that. So like I said, for anyone who has questions about what Chris does or just uh, to clarify uh, questions, go ahead and submit those. We'll see everyone who's here live and then after the fact, if you have to watch this later, go ahead and comment and we'll tag Chris. He can obviously connect with you guys at a different time. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll show you how to uh, get in touch with them. But yeah, Chris, uh, Amazon matchmaking, that's such an interesting concept. And when we initially talked about a couple of weeks ago before Christmas, 
just kind of what you did and we're going over high level. Maybe maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into the space, maybe some personal background, professional sure. background and kind of set the table for us. Please, please. Um, and again, thanks for having me on. I always love to talk about Amazon. It's just such an exciting time and I'm sure we'll talk about why it's exciting and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I, you know, I go back about 25 years in the ad agency business. Uh, so you can think about just about any kind of brand uh, across any uh, category, B2C, uh, B2B, small brands, startups, uh, startup agencies, all the way up to, I'm actually here in Cincinnati and have worked with the likes of say, you know, Procter and Gamble and the like. And so about two and a half years ago, you know, I was, my whole background's about, you know, all digital agencies doing everything from, you know, your social media campaign to your website, to your SEO, to your PPC and so on and so forth. But, you know, the brands we were working with all were asking, well, what do we do about Amazon? And uh, for the most part, that industry is very slow moving, the ad agency business. And they really have not answered, you know, come to the call of, hey, all these things that you do now in the, say, Google world or the off, the, the non-Amazon world, there's an equivalent of in the Amazon world and it's desperately needed, you know, so the, the rules are different. You know, the companies are younger, the tools are more rudimentary, the data is, you know, uh, just in its infancy. You know, there's no developer community, there's no support from Amazon and so on and so forth. And so within reach, I, what I realized was that, you know, there needs to be somebody to go through and vet these folks, um, these young uh, agencies um, and uh, tools that are, you know, that are coming up out of this new universe. And, um, and so what I do is I simply find the best in each of the categories. You know, I, I do things like marketing agencies is a very common thing, brands looking for marketing solutions, optimization, those type of things. But it also goes to legal issues, financial issues. Hiring is an absolute nightmare in this space, um, as well as, uh, you know, programming and, and on and on. And so InReach is just a network of folks uh, that I hook up. I like to think the best and the brightest uh, with the folks that, that need them. Yeah, so that that's a that's an interesting concept in terms of like how you're connecting people. And the first thing I think about is that you don't have to be just an expert in one specific field. You have to be almost like knowing the who's who of of businesses, service providers. Almost have a rolodex of people. If they say, "Hey, Chris, I have this problem. I need to find a logistics partner. I need to figure out how to source from China, or I need to figure out how to solve problem X Y Z," and you have to say done. This is who you need to talk with and point them in the right direction. So what was that process like to know that like you have this, like this basically Rolodex of individuals or service providers out there that you're just like, Hey, this is who you need to talk to. You're not going to be disappointed. And then kind of go through that process with us. Sure. Sure. You know, so you know, I was actually, you know, and reach was going to be sort of a directory that sort of, you know, everybody got treated equally and you can search that directory and, and so on and so forth. And there's some things like that, that exists out there. There's one called Sermondo that does that. Um, but what I really quickly realized and no offense to them is that, you know, really to choose an agency is almost like choosing a partner or, you know, getting married, if you will. Uh, and, and really, you know, uh, it, it's just like that in the sense that you not only have to vet them for their skills and their capabilities and that they do what they say they're going to do, but also, you know, you you have to like them, you know, because you're creating, ideally you're doing creative with them. You're coming up with ideas, marketing ideas and so on and so forth. And so it's very much a partner partnership there. Um, so, which is difficult, but you know, another aspect or, you know, one aspect, or I, I should say that no interaction I have is the same. Uh, no two companies looking for an agency are the same. 
but also you know the, the way that Amazon sliced and diced you know things like distribution and logistics um, you know there's a lot of questions on a lot of things of Amazon um, and again every company is coming with a different perspective of Amazon and a different you know set of needs and so one aspect for example uh, you know people call me you know mr. wolf uh, from Pulp Fiction, you know, because right. <laughs> you know, so one aspect is, hey, you know, I, we just got delisted. We're losing, you know, a uh, hundred thousand dollars of sales in a week. You know, we need to get back up yesterday. And if you go through the Amazon channels, as you guys know, you know, that's a nightmare. So, you know, I've got a guy who can, you know, make a call and make the body disappear. Um, and so that's one aspect of what I do as well. So, no, that's really, cool. I mean, in that concept, like uh, it's, it's super interesting because when people are, I, there's just so many people out there. I even feel like in 2020, there's this crop of like a wave of companies. Like the the term roll up company actually uh, is a term that's being broadly used for these kinds of companies like Athrasia or like these other companies who are buying and purchasing these different brands on Amazon, the reselling. So that's one aspect, but you have to actually be at the forefront of knowing what these companies are going to be good at and then trying to like problem solve. But when we were talking initially, the the problem that you were solving were were entities like retail entities that were actually trying to get onto either e-commerce or Amazon. So what what's that process like? Because uh, a lot of people just think like, oh yeah, like a uh, like all these companies have e-commerce figured out. Like if they're a big right. Fortune one hundred or one, Fortune one thousand company, they have e-commerce figured out. Why wouldn't they have? But that's not necessarily always the case. Is that is that true? No. So you know, there's many soapboxes I could put down and stand on right now um, yeah. you know, in, in, if I may I mean one is just portraying the the promise of Amazon which again is a an hour-long discussion I would say uh, put a flag in there for a moment if, if, if for your uh, sure. listeners, and I would encourage in the uh, in the liner notes is you put that front line the PBS frontline documentary on Amazon came out about eight months ago I think it's called Amazon Empire and I really think anybody in the industry who may be myopic and think that's really getting crowded or people outside of Amazon that don't quite get its importance, it's it's mandatory viewing that that documentary and just to get you know like oh okay I need to follow that guy is basically the, the gist of it. So yeah, but but yeah, I, there is ignorance replete all you know from the the small seller all the way up to the you know Fortune 500 brand. I mean it really is the beginning of you know I what I would say is really a dot com type feel. Uh, I have gray hair in my beard. You're too young uh, to probably. Remember. I'm losing it, man. It's all good. For those of you who can't see me, if you're watching or listening on just podcasts, my friends always joke I'm the one, first one to lose all my hair in that receding hairline. It's okay, okay. it hits you in your 30s, and and it's downhill from there, right? And, I, and, I, and I've got both. So, um, but the, the gray the gray hair earns me the uh, you know the the fact that I was around in like 1997, you know, after <laughs> the launch of Netscape, you know, or you know, which I won't tell you where I was in 1997. I, I don't. Please don't. Please, um, but you know, if you if you knew HTML back then, you did yeah. really well for yourself. And it's really that environment right now. It just has an Amazon label on it. I mean, he's just you know, I, again. I will get off the soapbox, but you know, he's only got fourteen or fifteen countries now. You know, how many countries in the world? He's covering the globe. He's just getting started. And so, um, with that said, he meaning Jeff Bezos, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, he. Yeah. The, the yeah, man. sorry, the 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 man, the, the myth, the legend, Mr. Bezos. That's what we right. like to call him. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I apologize. It's I with the name behind my head. It, you know. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> For people mean? who haven't probably figured it out, he is Jeff Bezos. So, and, that, and that's 
that's also a very like um, high level, I would say psychological concept that you brought up is when all the different marketplaces, maybe like I forget if there's up to as many as 30 different ones that are either like been announced. I, I don't know the exact name or number off the top of my head, but with all those different marketplaces in place and just not even being in some of the biggest countries out in the world, uh, there's still like there's still markets to be tapped into. It's really kind of baffling the terms of growth potential for not just uh, for business owners in general, like Amazon business owners, but then business owners who aren't even starting on Amazon even yet, which is which is mind blowing. It, it is, um, you know. Keep in mind, for instance, uh, you had mentioned the roll-ups that are happening. We, we can certainly talk about that. Uh, roll-ups being people, you know, the agencies, the unicorns that have these tools that know how to pull the levers and sell on Amazon. It's not easy, by the way, if you're a brand out there. This is not, you know, getting on Target.com. This is not getting creating a D2C website. This is not. This is none of that. This is completely, completely different. And so uh, you have to solve for a lot of lot more things on the side. So there are the unicorns, which are the you know the people that know how to do these things, are at a super premium right now. And if you're a brand that's figured out, you know, it's gone through the membrane and is now, in large part, you know, reliant on revenue from uh, Amazon or in, in the case of like Anchor, which is the first company to go public uh, as a brand that was native to Amazon, started on Amazon, only sold on Amazon, and just went public which was, again, another thing that happened in the last eight months, which was cataclysmic for the space as well. But if you're a brand that's figured out Amazon, you're now at a premium. So you, you, you might evaluate yourself at 2 or 3x your revenue. If you figured out Amazon, you're now at 4 or 5x. Okay? Yeah. And so, um, but so again, because the retail shelf just shrank 30% and may not be coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I, that, that's also true because we don't know what the shopper mentality. I, I almost think like you have to, for your job, you have to almost forecast a little bit about, hey, this is kind of where the trends are going. It's a safe, like I'm not safe, like there's always like risk in any kind of investment. But what what's kind of like a day to day life for you that you're like, like reaching out to these companies or what what is someone in your capacity doing to like make these either deals or like handshakes happen? Um, whether it's just like talking or whether it's like business alignment, what, what's that look like? So my inReach is entirely built on networking. Um, I get opportunities coming and going. So if something, for instance, uh, I've sent business to someone and something else falls outside the purveyance, which is everything, you know, um, you know, there's many other aspects of Amazon. They'll send them back my way and I'll solve for that and, and back and forth. And, and that's the current model of this, uh, of, of, of inReach and, and, and it, but it is evolving. Um, you know, I'm working on things like consultancies and uh, maybe groups of agencies that can get together and solve problems together, um, things along those lines. And the reason I mention that is that really, you know, all business plans have um, changed with Amazon. I mean, the whole, all in, a lot of industries have completely changed. Sourcing a product, for instance, has completely changed. I'm speaking, you know, to your question, uh, I'm speaking with a, one of the largest product sourcers in the North America, and they realized that, hey, you know, we don't have to take this electronic item and put it in a Best Buy, and, and Best Buy is the one that makes the huge markup, and they're making all the money. We can just get it from the, you know, the Japanese manufacturer and put it right up on Amazon, okay, and, and make a lot more money, and take, and, and re, and take that retail markup ourselves, right? So right there, they eliminated maybe two or three jobs doing that. So there's things like that going on. There's the internet, internet I know you have an international uh, uh, 
audience. And so, you know, one of the challenges going on right now, if is how do you take a seller that's figured out.com or North America, you know, maybe possibly CA, possibly MX, but you know, then when do they, where they go next? And, you know, obviously India's uh, second largest, but has a lot more challenges say than a Germany or a UK. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, which also have their marketplaces have unique ability, you know, like they have huge brand uh, awareness and brand uh, loyalty in the Germany, apparently I did not know that. And so if you can sell there, you, if you can break, if you can sell there, you always sell there. If you can't sell there, you never sell there. So it's just interesting things like that. So internet internationalization, even the people with the keys in the dot com in the US, the best and the brightest doing the what I you know ones I work with are now the front line is now okay, now they've got to go, okay, now we've got to the the tools are a little different. Things are, you know, obviously logistics and regulations and VAT tax and all those things. But that's where the that's where the new, the work is being done. It's now taking around the globe, brands around the globe for the first time, you know. So I Absolutely. And a lot of those uh, those points that you're talking about is like that international expansion is what obviously ping pong values in most and kind of like uh, offers on the financial side is like how do you how do you figure out your money internationally how are you paying these international entities whether it's you know even sourcing or whether it's paying your virtual assistants or you're paying these like advertising entities all these kind of things that people just don't think about outside their own like bubble scope in if they're selling in the United States there's some like e-commerce is connecting people worldwide instantaneously. And so there's all these different like moving gear parts behind the scenes that are, how do we make you more profitable as a seller? How do we make a business more profitable? And at the end of the day, that's where solutions like us come into play. And you're kind of like shining light on those kinds of uh, businesses, if you will. So it's super interesting. What What's kind of the, um, maybe, is there a story that you can kind of tell us like a, a success story of, a business that may because you're working with like more higher end clients correct that uh, it's not just like someone can randomly come up to you it's like i have not sold on amazon ever before like help, help me out yeah and I, I will help those those folks out and there's there's great training materials i mean if, if you look at the space of like courseware there's a lot of like fly by night get rich millionaire things but there's some great great content done by some of the experts in the space and and so that training material coaching is what i would recommend to that person um, um so i do help them out i i help someone self-publish on amazon just because i wanted to know how that worked um you know an interesting uh you know, something interesting that you know that's it, being put together now you know kind of thing is that there are many eddies in little different spaces where even though you you might be able to sell on amazon prime you know, as an agency or a seller, you think you figured that out, but you know, the eddies of like Amazon fresh, for instance, and how do you, if you have, uh, you know, I have, there's a lipstick, uh, I'm working with that, you know, they never thought that, Hey, you know, we were killing on prime, got that figured out. But you know, over here, there's no reason that they couldn't actually apply to be in whole foods and then also, and, or in, in fresh. And that is an entirely different skill set. You're, 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 even if you figure that out, you don't figure those things out. Another interesting thing is like the jewelry sector. I learned this the other day. It has entirely different regulations around it. Actually, there's there's an entire department within Amazon that does nothing but test jewelry, you know, for carrot, you know, uh, plating, all those things, the claims that a jeweler may make. And if a jeweler makes the wrong claim and they, you know, randomly get tested, they're thrown out not only as that listing, they're thrown out as a seller. Oh my gosh! I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah, for so, the jewelry so sector. 
yeah. So it's just it's interesting eddies within all those things that are going on. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but there's just it so does, many yeah. things. There's so many interesting, like even down to the data level, there's some really cool stuff going on, like at the analytics level and figuring out customer lifetime value and those type of things out of the minimal data that Amazon gives you and stuff. So anyway, but yeah, it, it just goes on and on. It's a fascinating world. And once you drink the Kool-Aid, which I recommend everybody do, um, there's it's blue skies over here. There's no competitors. You know, there's uh, everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody's hungry for it. They come to you, um, that kind of thing. And so it's just a different world. So absolutely. I mean, that to, to that point, a lot of people are I think if you're so close to it as a seller, you you see a lot of the competition, maybe just for yourself. Um, but there's just all these different ways to kind of iterate and kind of grow outside, like just different products, um, kind of different services that you can provide, so on and so forth. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of misstep and say it's not you can't be successful on Amazon. You obviously have to do the groundwork. You have to do the education. You have to kind of find your way and there's opportunity. It's a marketplace in general. So it's, it's not just, you know, it's not like a retail store where there's a maximum capacity of like retail shelf, like you had mentioned too earlier. Um, it's kind of a, this ongoing kind of unlimited potential theoretically, if you will, yep. of opportunity. So when you're doing kind of this education, it sounds like a lot of it's like you have to learn, you have to do it yourself. You kind of have to like get all the details. Where do those connections and that education come from? Uh, well, there are many ways that companies are trying to solve for that skilled workforce, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that the flip side is the employer that needs the skills. And then if you're somebody that is interested in learning those skills, you know, what I would recommend, again, there are some, there's some great uh, courseware out there that I can rec recommend. Um, obviously, Google, you know, I learned HTML uh, without Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> I almost said like, oh, I learned it by Googling it. Like, no, Chris, you didn't because it didn't exist. Um, <laughs> it didn't exist back then. <laughs> right, exactly. So <laughs> I did catch myself. I, maybe I'm too old now. Um, but, you know, I would recommend, you know, and I, I, if I could go back to that person, that young person in 97 and say, you know, this is what the internet's going to be, right? And this is the kind of money to be made in all the different areas. I mean, if you want to create a, you know, a search engine or you want to create a, you know, a, social media platform, all that kind of stuff is, you know, you, you had all those opportunities or an agency back then, or you wanted to sell on the web, you would have been unique or created an Amazon. Okay. You could shake the, if you could shake that person and say, the world is your oyster. The opportunity is, and pick a direction, pick anything. You want to be a lawyer, be an Amazon lawyer. If you want to be a, an accountant or a bookkeeper, be an Amazon bookkeeper or an accountant. Okay. I mean, almost any industry, um, once you add an Amazon label to it, you're now in a you're now in a non-competitive environment. Okay, I know you guys. I know a lot of people that listen to this do this all day. They think that you know they that they you know it's really crowded. But you are all the people that know how to do this stuff, even if it's just a PPC campaign or how to put a listing up. You are a unicorn. Okay, you are a rainbow unicorn. They're in outer space. Okay, there are, there's so much room to go anywhere that you want, and you, the only answer is more Amazon more faster Amazon. That's the only so, so. So what do you think the perception is the opposite? I would almost say 99% of people are saying, you know, the opposite. Do you think that's just for competitive? Like, like, I don't want you to jump in. Like, I, I almost feel like it's people are too close to it to see like the actual lure of Amazon. And because I don't sell on Amazon, that's the beauty of the show is um, 
you know, we're a service provider and we help people like become more profitable, not being a very close minded. You're in it every day. You're in the weeds. You're in the thick and thin of it. You, I have the beauty just like yourself, maybe of like the 10,000 foot perspective of, yes. do we not seeing like these mountains literally moving in front of us that are just like, it's just like how quickly this evolved into something that's a, a, uh, like a commonality in the day-to-day life where expectations are just completely set for you Yes. of I can get my goods in two hours. Are you crazy? Like I am personally, Chris, I'm still waiting on a e-commerce store. I ordered something back in September 1st. I still haven't received it to my door yet. And I can go on Amazon and probably get something very similar. It's yeah. a, I'll be honest with you. It's a, it's a king size bed frame. I'm still waiting on this thing on a container coming from like overseas to the United States. Yes, and it's been months, but yeah. Amazon can probably do the same thing within at maximum of, like a month or something like yeah. that. So you, you, you ordered through a discount bed frame place. I didn't. Right? It was right. through, uh, I'll be yeah. honest, it's through West Elm. So West Elm, if you're out there listening, I'm very disappointed in you. Yes. And, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened with it. Yeah, I had a nightmare in that respect too. And that's kind of old school how to order it. And quite frankly, you will be able to order that stuff on Amazon. I don't know. You probably can do it now, but I, I'm I don't sure the furniture is, is, is definitely. Oh, it's a no brainer. I mean, and by the way, you know, he just backed off of pharma. Uh, that didn't work out quite well, but they learned a lot of lessons and he'll conquer that. Um, you know, I mean, there are, there are auto companies that work with people that I work with at the C-suite level that are planning on, you know, you're going to be able to order your car on Amazon. Um, in fact, that'll be probably the most convenient way and somebody will drive it up in two hours to your door, right? Um, so th- there's that. That's an actual, that, that's something within the next year or two that we're going to oh, be yeah. seeing. Oh, okay. No, uh, I don't know about year or two, but you know, well, there's there's a pecking order, right? I thought we were, I thought we were getting some breaking news. I was like, oh no, no. I mean, you know, here, here's an example though. Like, uh, uh, pantry just folded two days ago. Um, yeah, I saw that. See that, and that, you know, and you know, the, the first thing is like, wow, what a fail! And then you're like, no, they were just assimilating. They're, they'll be back. They're like the Borg, you know, they'll be back. They just learned how to conquer it next time. Right. Right. They always, they have been able to rebrand things and put it together in different use case scenarios. And it's always testing. So with that being said, what's kind of the, so you're kind of seeing more trends, I think on a day-to-day basis or like where, where the, where people are kind of shouting where the want is like almost like Amazon has the product and you have the demand over here and you're trying to connect the two. What, what kind of trends are you seeing, especially going into 2021? What, what trends are people most looking for that are that need you know solutions solved for? So there's two ways of answering that. One is the baseline is everyone needs help in all areas of Amazon. Period. Okay. So if you have any skill sets in Amazon, they are will be valued. Okay. That uh, it's general sweeping. So if you want to be, if you really like Amazon PPC, there's places you know you can go work as an independent ultra mobile uh, you know guy and you know, Bangladesh and kill it working for an agency because you're really good. And that's all you do is follow Amazon PPC all day, which is an art form. Okay. Um, but you know, you can also really be good at soliciting feedback and managing, you know, doing feedback management, or you can be really good at the fledgling influencer stuff that Amazon also struggles to get going. The posts, uh, Amazon influencer, Amazon affiliate, there's very few agencies doing even agencies that are having a chance to get to that stuff. And if you, if you're really good at social media offline, I can hit no offense to anybody out there, but you know, I'm in Cincinnati and I can throw a stone and hit six 
social media managers that are really good at what they do and they're data driven. You know, and I don't mean that in any way. Or digital agencies that you know they all sound the same. You know, they're all traditional digital agencies. They all sound the same. They took 20 years to become to incorporate technology, and now you know things moved on. So, but once you add Amazon, the label Amazon, it's crickets. There's a brand new field of you know freshly mowed you know grass, and you can frolic in any direction you want. Okay, uh, the trick is. You know, there's there's a couple of new models you can come up with, but you know what 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 are you going to do in your land grab? And that's kind of what I wanted to go back to that person back in '97. Say there's a land grab going on. You know, move fast, but you know, pick a direction and go fast. Right. So interesting. So what what's kind of like the miss? So there's obviously lots of like service providers out there that are trying to problem solve and whatnot. You you mentioned a couple different ways of hey, if you you put your name on Amazon or whatever it is you can actually be super successful. Is there just like a, a problem that's not consistently being like looked at enough and it's actually just this underlying, gosh, like I wish someone would do this and no one ha just has done it yet. It, in a, a, I'm, on a, I'm not dodging your question, but it's just everywhere. Okay. Okay. And, I, okay, and what I mean by that is. Um, that's a fair, I mean, that's a fair answer. Yeah. I mean, so maybe the way to look at it and I, if you're looking for like metrics or something to, to, to maybe put your arms around the opportunity, but you know, it, it is in my estimation. And, and I think the people that know what they're doing agree with me, you know, about 75% of listings on Amazon are probably not fully optimized. Okay. You can still squeeze, you know, they didn't get the page title, right. Or they're targeting the wrong, whatever, or they didn't add a plus content or they don't have a storefront or, you know, even the basics about 75% of them, you can come by and just, and, and, you, a trained person could say, oh, yeah, you know, their page style sucks, you know, just like you could do with, with Google, right? And so the, that said, you know, if you, if you're a person looking for a job in the marketing industry, just add Amazon to your resume because the, you know, everyone, it, salaries just went up 30 to 70%. I work with one of the only Amazon HR agencies, only H, they place only Amazon folks. Uh, mainly ex Amazonians also, but um, they, they they estimate salaries went up thirty to seventy cents since March in this sector. Okay, so if you have the skills, just alone in a salary, right? But the, you know, if you're a seller, I would suggest now's the time to buy. You know, if you want to add to your portfolio, you see a darling brand out there and you can afford to grab it. Now's the time um, because it's only those brands that are there are only going up in value. Think of them like houses, like flipping houses. Okay. And so if you see one that's like, wow, this is a great hot sauce. This is a great product. I really want to get into hot sauces. Right. And you say, I, you know, I order this crap. And my friends order this stuff, but they just, there's listing sucks, you know, and if you have the means buy them. Okay. And then crank it up and then flip it, sell it because yeah. there's, there's a seller environment out right now. Also about should say it's a brand selling environment right now. It will be for the next 10 years. So yeah. put put together a portfolio of three or four kick ass brands or, you know, whatever. And, you know, you're going to sell them for four or five X, you know, in a couple of years, if you do things right, if you have the right partners, the right agencies, people like you, Ryan, <laughs> uh, you, yeah, hit, me, hit me up. Yeah. We, uh, we have come. Yeah. And that's the exciting thing about like our space is because I think it's not every come. And this is the thing, like I've worked for companies that have been in the Amazon space that obviously have like misstepped, but they, they rebounce back and it's, 
It's refocusing on what you're good at and saying, this is what you don't stretch yourself too thin. You don't say we're good at everything because it's almost impossible to do. But if you do the right things about like, you know what you're good at, you know what people are coming to you for, that's always going to be a profitable piece of your sector. And then obviously like a little here, a little there, you start buying those companies or you become well-rounded and you develop these partnerships together. Um, which I think is what you're alluding to, um, for the, for the audience, if you're listening, um, if you have questions or submit these in the comments of the podcast, if you're listening on audio form, how do you find your potential partnerships for your Amazon business? Is it, yeah, is it, uh, if the audience wants to submit those questions or if it's obviously as simple as going on Google and kind of searching those topics, but maybe you for Chris, how do you like when you're finding these kinds of companies, what's that process look like? Yeah. So. You know, I used to go and had a checklist, I, you know, call up these companies and I have them go through the checklist. But again, I, you know, especially when it's an agency that's covering a lot of the stuff that you need to do. So, you know, they manage your listings, they do your campaigns, they do all that stuff, right? Um, that is an important re relationship, right? And so there's many aspects you need to get right about that. Obviously, you need to, you know, I would look at prior work. I would look at, you know, how big they are. Um, obviously, you know, their charges. I would encourage talking to at least three to five agencies before I make any sort of decision. Um, questions around what, do I have an account manager? You know, what do you guys do use for project management? Um, you know, what's my interaction look like? Do I have a monthly meeting? What does the sample report look like for that? Um, again, prior work, um, especially when you're hiring somebody to also manage your brand, which is also kind of unique. I should say, you know, it's one thing to find an agency that pulls levers well. They have the nerdy nerd nerds, which you need. You need those nerds in the basement or wherever you put your nerds. You need those nerds, right? But you also need somebody that can interpret. That was the most I've heard nerds be spoken in one sentence. That right? I'm just going to stop and just recognize how awesome that sentence was. And for all of you quote nerds out there, we are so sorry. I think Chris and I can both admit we were both nerds in terms of like Amazon and data and analytics and all that fun stuff. But anyways, continue. No, no, I just. Uh, I'm cracking up over here. No, I mean, if your PPC guy, you know, should just, you know, it should be just the most boring person you talk to. I mean, honestly, I just. I, I don't, I, I'm going to back off from that, but you know, I, I love funny. Yeah. Well, to that point, I think it's funny because the PPC people that I know in this space are actually the most like boisterous, most uh, loud people on, and friendly. on in this, in the space. And we're going to have one on Monday, which I actually super uh, admire in terms of his knowledge on Amazon, but they all tell PPC. And I, I swear it's not just people behind spreadsheets and things we're going to talk about ppc i think two or three times next week and those yeah. people are the most genuine slash they are, they are. hilarious and loud brilliant. people brilliant you, people. Yes. exactly <laughs> okay. which is funny because i think that's the wave that you're talking about is like everyone's yeah. trying to put their stake as like this is how you become profitable oh, yeah. just like sem was big for google this is big for amazon sellers but right, to your right. point that right. it's just really funny how you think people should react but they're actually completely <laughs> right but, but a lot of people in the room but if you're a moderate sized brand, right, you're, you're used to an agency, you're at agency, probably you have an account manager, you know, uh, that interfaces with you. Maybe they bring in, forgive me, I love you nerds. They bring in the nerd, you know, at the middle of the meeting to kind of go over the PPC stats, you know, and then they go away kind of thing. And they're used to that kind of interaction with an agency. Well, that immediately says, well, okay, you're not looking at a two person agency. You're looking at probably something, you know, uh, more like you, Ryan, you know, something in the 20 plus, but not 50 plus kind of range. And so, right. uh, I mean, as far as employees, and that says a lot about where, you know, 
the maturity of that company, that they've had success, that, you know, and they're really mitigating their risk for what is the most important decision they will ever make in their business's history, period. Yeah. What, so what, um, so, uh, going a little bit apart from that, I had something that kind of talked, I uh, got top of mind uh, yesterday. I was looking through LinkedIn, um, maybe we'll divert a little bit about like what Amazon's doing in the space and maybe we can go from there. So there is a report that came out, I think like consumer report that was released in business insider. I posted on, uh, my a LinkedIn page in, or in Facebook page. I think it came out to be that people think that it's too hard to cancel your Amazon prime subscription. And I think that I'm assuming you saw that report too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what's kind of like the mentality of, or what do you think the reason is? I mean, I, I have my own thoughts, but what do you think sure. the reason is for reports like this to come out and say is something as what could be as simple as canceling a subscription, which is should be easy for like your Netflix or anything like that, being sure. too hard to do, and you can't just like remove yourself from that process. What, you know, what what's kind of your first reaction when you hear articles like that? I, uh, you know, wah, wah, you know, I mean, they probably already solved it by the time you went to print, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, it's like no comment. And it was like, there was a bunch of different reactions that okay, I, Amazon sorry. was like, oh no, it was, it was, I say comments of like, Amazon was like, this is completely opposite and not true. And yeah, uh, well, I'm they, looking for the article and I can pull it up real quick. So I'm not, a, I forget, maybe the root of your question is I'm not a, oh, everything Amazon is, you know, rosy person by any means i mean the labor issues obviously are huge um you know pay and and, and that kind of stuff um I, those are huge issues um environmental issues whether or not they don't he's donated enough his wife certainly did um but uh you know th those those are all fair attacks and then no me way means do i think you know, i think he's a brilliant person but probably flawed that that said, um, and, and same with Amazon. And you know, obviously, I, I speak with just the, I, do, I would talk to the marketplace side, but never mind the AWS side that's um, also doing great as well. And so, there's a, they get a lot of flack. Um, you know, I one one of the things that you're going to see up in the uh, in in Washington also, or used you would have seen in Washington if it hadn't been pushed back, obviously, is you know they're competing. They have competitive products with sellers on their own marketplace. You know, well, you know you'll see a bunch of articles on Bloomberg and others, you know, that say, well, that's not, that's not fair practice. Right. Well, you ever walk into a Kroger? I mean, do you ever walk into a target and they, they have their own brand that's sitting right next to the name brand, like the, the post. It's just not named Kroger. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like fresh yeah. market so, or it, yeah, whatever. It, it's generic. Name. It's a generic brand. And guess what? You buy it. It's got great quality. The, the customer data they use to put that right next to the shelf, the packaging, the color, all of that's driven by, by the data that they stole from the competitor sitting right next to the box. They even say on those packaging, very similar or just as like almost with like medicines or anything like that, like Claritin right. or like right. all these other different like things that you could be buying. They're just manufacturing them themselves and not sticking a brand on it. Yeah. Yeah. So Amazon had, has Amazon basics, which most people know, but they have about 40 uh, generic brands that are Amazon owned, produced and owned that compete right alongside. They're labeled as Amazon, you know, the sellers, whatever. And, but you know, the point is, is who cares? You know, you know, I mean, if they choose to identify a couple, you know, some products in a couple categories that are succeeding for them, well, good luck. I mean, that's not new. That's nothing new. And they're being attacked for that for, and, and threatened with breakup. Now there's many other reasons to break them up, but that may right. be one of them. 
So with the data and analytics side of things, I know we can maybe hone in on that aspect. Do you think that sellers should have the same and brands should have the same insight as Amazon does and how well, like either just themselves or that industry that they belong to yeah. uh, is performing? Or do you think that's proprietary to Amazon and that data is allowed to be used strictly? I mean, because that's kind of where Amazon basics come in and where sellers kind of fight back is, hey, this product was doing really well. You went directly to my sourcing manufacturer XYZ and you just replicated it, did it for cheaper. And now you put me out of business. What, what's kind of that? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, you know, when, you know, the focusing on the data aspect, which is very frustrating, you know, again, for a brand that's come from like, uh, again, a Kroger environment, for instance, or, you know, they, where they get, um, uh, POS data, you know, or they get real time POS data or membership programs or all that data that, you know, they can pull out of that as well. Or, or you just simply where you get, you know, again, data you get at the cash register or credit card, you know, signups and things like that. Really, all of that now is behind the Amazon. It, Amazon owns that, right? And they dole it out, as again, most sellers know, sparingly for short periods of time. So, you know, you might be able to run a port for the last at most six months, depending on the report of data. Um, there, you may be able to, you know, you wish you could get conversion rate on XYZ and you just, they simply just don't offer it to you. And the reason is they are ultimately a data company, which is the back end of that frontline documentary, which everybody should have, you know, anybody listening to this should go watch tonight as homework. But the back end of obviously is the privacy issues and the, um, and how much they know, you know, between them and Apple and Google, they know everything about you, your location, your, and certainly your buying habits more than ever, but yet they still don't share it out uh, and, you know, they dole it out. So there's ways around that. There's ways of quote unquote recording Amazon um, and then running reports over time, projecting out, trying to get uh, the data, you know, customer lifetime value, conversion rates, you know, obviously, you know, ACOS, all that kind of stuff needs to go into professional systems, which Again, Fortune 500s are used to cranking it through Tableau and giving it yeah. to their, their data, you know, the nerds, nerds, right? Um, you know, giving it to the Tableau guys to pull out their with the report that the CEO likes to get. Mm -hmm. you know, why yeah. why can't get this report out of him? <laughs> yeah, and for those uh, who don't know what Tableau is, they were just acquired by Salesforce, which is obviously another Fortune what 10 company like they're top five maybe even right now that's constantly just buying up companies and they're trying to solve that problem with data and all this stuff they even bought uh, salesforce even bought slack this year it was a slack uh, i think salesforce bought slack this year yeah right? i think so yeah. yeah so even them making big moves in the space of data and analytics and that and that's the other thing i always tout with people is is the data aspect of like oh like they, they they can't like own my data but like anytime you use a cell phone or anytime you use like internet services um, from my perspective and background, uh, my expertise comes in uh, affiliate marketing and uh, you know deal making and stuff like that. People know and can follow you around in terms of marketing. You just don't you don't think you know it, but you I mean, at the back of your mind you're you're accepting anytime you click I accept these terms and conditions or at the bottom of the pages that you go to of like I accept the cookies. These people are gaining your information. They're dropping a tracker on your device and they're going to know exactly who you are, how long you shop you're looking at and then reserve those ads to you you just may not think that you're that special but you so, are like all, all this data is going and feeding some sort of information it's not a bad thing either it's actually it's helped like i don't know i'll, we I'll even turn the, we saw the results of too much social media but oh uh, yeah well too much internet too much, yeah. too much internet and social media <laughs> for for one person or another might be a bad like 
you know, sure. shift the whole entire economy or world landscape. But we'll uh, we'll <laughs> we'll kind of back off that whole that whole thing. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But uh, yeah. but that being said, like uh, I know there's documentaries out there like the bad side of it, but it's also good because like for things like contact tracing, for example, yes. um, you can you can do things uh, and see how uh, track uh, phone location and see movements and kind of understand on a holistic level or like a very high level of where people are moving, how often they are, you know, traveling, things like that, where safety precaution wise, or even for like military reasons, you can, you can yes. find, you know, enemies of state or things like that is as crazy as it is. Uh, yeah. There's always something that you can tie data and analytics back to. So it's not always, uh, you know, a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing. Uh, we had a question from LinkedIn. So the name of the document we should watch, I'm going to pull up the clip real quick. And uh, Chris, before our next question, sure. uh, for, every, for again, everyone who's watching on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, or on, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of this one, on Twitter. That's the last one. I'll never forget about Twitter. Um, uh, if you're watching this, we'll definitely put all the links in, our, in all of our comments. If you're watching us later, because this is early East Coast time, because this is where Chris and I live, <laughs> We're on the get. We're on the early side of the country. You're just waking up on the West Coast. We'll put those links in. We're talking about some different documentaries and some cool articles that uh, you should definitely be aware of in terms of the frontline documentary. Um, so we'll make sure that link gets into our LinkedIn posts uh, or wherever we're sure. going live on. So um, the next question. So I think what was the name of it? Just to kind of. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's um, it was called. Uh, it's by PBS Frontline. Um, is uh, the documentary maker, I guess. And it's, um, I believe it's called Amazon empire. Um, and that should be enough to Google it, but we'll definitely put a link in there. Um, and again, I recommend it. It's long, it's two hours, but at the end of it, you're like, Oh, the world just changed. It's a good uh, Friday night. Like it's a good Friday night. Like you have a glass of wine or a beer and then you cozy up and you're looking at your wife at the end. You're like, it makes sense now. Yeah, and then and you go to bed, you feel better. One, about it. one thing also that emphasizes this, uh, in, 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 in the story, not to spoil it, but, you know, he, uh, as a kid, you know, realized that humans are consuming the earth too fast. It was his eighth grade report. And his goal is to get humanity off of the earth. He's going to do that by basically owning e-commerce. Okay. So basically that's, that's the, the, the story, the story in short, but he just took a step towards saving humanity. Uh, yesterday, if you've watched the launch of, uh, blue origin, which is his rocket, you know, uh, 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 Elon has his rocket program, um, but so does Jeff. And so, um, and they, it, it is the coolest thing ever. If you have 15 minutes a day, again, with a glass of wine at the end of a Friday that go to, I think it's, um, blue origin. I think it's their channel. It's a, it's a watch the whole thing. It's like two hour launch party, but you know, I think it, minute 58 just watch the launch it's amazing when you mentioned that who is also really cool uh and i know this has nothing to do with our topic but that's how this podcast goes we we iterate and we go and we go with the flow uh nothing's ever scripted here so yes. that's that's why our audience loves us anyways uh <laughs> provide content and then we we pivot really hard no i won't um, go into i won't go into what blue origin looks like but i'll let you well, decide on that and when then, we watched we watched spacex launch with the yes. astronauts and that was a really cool thing to show my son i was like thinking about how long ago it was before they were sending like uh astronauts back into space because i when i was a little kid that really inspired my creativity and i think for a lot of people there's always a moment on tv or on radio or wherever like you know uh or in the newspaper if you're that old uh you were reading about it and you're just like oh my gosh like, i can't believe that's possible sure, and you sure. just kind of like gloss over things now of how quickly things just kind of change and evolve like my phone now is more powerful than a room of computers oh. back 
10 years ago. And okay. that's, that's the crazy thing about now, but we watched that launch and my son, it was just like the same look that we had yes. when we were both kids of like, Oh my gosh, that inspiring and kind of move on from there. But when you, when you see people like uh, Jeff Bezos or uh, Elon Musk, when they're, you know, they're dabbling in all these kind. Of, you think about it as a, you think it's like crazy, like space travel or um, as crazy as like, I think Jeff Bezos came out with like this cruise line or like there was something with the ship and he named his mom after it or like it was named after his mom, I believe. Yep. Um, all these different things that they're dabbling in. What what do you think is like the end game for like big kind, big kinds of entrepreneur minds like yep. uh, a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk? Like it's not obviously to take over the world, but they have like yep. a vision that they want to be successful with. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's truly amazing. I mean, they're they're definitely the, the the smartest minds. I mean, obviously, they're the richest people. Obviously, you know, Be- Bezos and their lockstep. I think Elon just took him, overtook him last week. Mm-hmm. Not that I track this stuff. I um, mean, it's kind of sick. <laughs> it's a kind of sick the amount of money they'd have. It's it's unfathomable, and it shouldn't be that way. But regardless, I'm not going to get into that either. But you know, it, it, they really have a different way of looking at everything. You know, what. I'm not gonna, I'll say a third time, but watch the documentary. And again, it's just, you know, the guy wants to save humanity and he's going to consume, you know, he's going to invent drones so that he can deliver, you know, packages unless, you know, now in Brazil, if you would order something like through Mercado Libre, which is, you know, their big marketplace, it may show up, you know, if you live in, in land in the Amazon, literally, you know, it may show up five or six days later, it may fall off the back of the truck, you know, and he's literally putting landing pads in he's testing out his drones to deliver and drop packages in the literally in the amazon and that same technology will have him you know let him deliver in the sahara and and in parts of africa and you know and in places where roads aren't and stuff and so obviously that's down the line but that's where he's going you know and there's no reason you can't sell on at that point sell sell your product to that guy that needs it in the middle of the Sahara. I mean, it, right. it, that's where we're going. And so uh, that's why I said we're only beginning because he's only got 14 countries and he's not even the number one in those countries yet. Yet, yeah. Right, and a lot of those places, sorry, I'm popping up. I found the link for everyone to put it in. It looks like already a lot of our audience found it too. So found cool. it. Uh, thanks, Amazon Empire, the ride of, reign of Jeff Bezos, full phone, Frontline. You can watch it on YouTube for free. I pulled it on there as well. The link is, it was posted on our Facebook and our LinkedIn channel. So if, again, if you're watching this retroactively, go into this post, find it on this date. Uh, obviously it's what, January 15th now already. Gosh, we're already halfway through January. I know, It's crazy. It feels like a year, but like, it's almost like a, it, you're just reshifting mentalities again. It, yep. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that documentary is on my list of things to do. I have to force my wife to watch it. Of like Instead of another like uh, Netflix series, which, which is, is another crazy kind of road to go down because Netflix just announced they're having a video ever a new video every week for the entire year. It's like a feature film. And you think about that concept of how much content that they're pumping out and everyone still asks, how are they making money? Right. Right. No one really right. knows besides, I mean, there's backgrounds of how you can do that, but anyways, that being said, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, real, real quick, uh, there are some supplementary like vignettes off of that documentary. So the people that you, the experts that you see, they, they interview like five uh, outside Amazon and five inside Amazon, current inside folks, and then they obviously sit downs. And I would recommend those vignettes. There's hours of content, and it's just all gold on just really getting your arms around Amazon. So 
Absolutely. And PBS obviously does a great job with like, un, like unbiased like information and they do a great job of in-depth documentaries. So definitely put it on your list to consume. That's really neat. Uh, shout out. And then uh, we had another comment come in from Thank LinkedIn. You. Thank you, Chris, for sharing so many insights and information. So uh, it's, uh, it's obviously great to like walk away from talks like this for more information. Uh, but before the top of the hour and before you have to go, Chris, sure. um, if you have other questions, again, everyone who's watching this live, thanks for joining and submitting your questions and comments. Uh, we'll definitely go live again all next week. We actually have five episodes, but before we leave, Chris, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I was telling people every time that they asked, how do you get uh, into podcasting? I said, well, it was an accident on my part. Um, it was a project that I did one off for my because we're in uh, our, our company in ping pong, we're an international company. And I'll, I'll just kind of like tell this story real quick for our audience. Sure. We're an international company. So obviously we're sharing information back and forth. We have colleagues in China, we have colleagues in India, we have colleagues all around the world where our offices are trying to like help sellers, not just in the United States, but around the world. So he came to me, uh, one of my counterparts in China said, hey, we have lots of questions coming about imagery, copyright infringement, things like that, because as sellers in, China, you get the bad, you know, there's this bad uh, stigma of they always steal listings or they steal content, they steal all this stuff, but they want to know how to protect themselves in terms of like just to be a good seller. And that's that's obviously what we want uh, sellers to do is do the right thing, follow compliance, not like it's a competitive landscape, obviously. Um, but with that being said, it was just a one-off episode that I was like, just like you, I was like, oh, I think I know people that would like help me want to jump on with this project. And we started making calls around and we got a, three of us together. Um, one of them is now my mentor. And like uh, I call, uh, he works for a crew me over um, named Rob Stanley. And he was on our first episode as a co-host. And yeah, exactly. So I think we connected uh, with each other. So I reached out to him and he goes, I, I'm just so busy, man. Like, I, I don't think I can commit to all these different podcasts. And I go, okay, well, I'll do it then. And that awesome. he just kind of like took it and like, took off and now we're on episode 38 all of January's awesome. booked out February's going to be booked out but just like not not many repeats of people just want to talk mindset in Amazon but like you I think it's really cool to talk about like how businesses are like shifting in these big kind of like glacier like at, like ways of there's so many different movements of going on it's just like subtle but now you're trying to like push them quicker and like speed up that process. Has 2020 been the reason that that's kind of like been that rocket maybe for what you're doing or e-commerce or those off Amazon people trying to get on Amazon? It, it, it crunched the next four or five years together. If you were a brand that was like considering Amazon like a, a threat or oh, we'll figure that out later or we're going to dip our toe in it, how hard can it be? all those people are like just almost overnight are like, okay, we've got to figure out for this. So it, it crunched everything. It's been very good for business. I mean, it's been basically double supernova. Um, you know, it was already going supernova, but it's, it's now double. Um, but yeah, you know, the, a couple, couple of things I would just like to say, you know, if, 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 if I may, cause I, I know yeah. a lot of my agency folks that are out there, the non Amazon folks are out of, uh, depending on no, through no fault of their own, uh, maybe out of job. Um, uh, and because, you know, depending on your agency and the portfolio you had, you may have a brand that just collapsed and therefore you don't get paid. So I know there's a whole lot of people out there in the workforce. I cannot emphasize enough that your skills are needed over here with a new, you know, you just need to learn a little things. You probably do it in an afternoon and your value just would, would, would double. Okay. So if you're a photographer, if you're a translator, if you're a, uh, a PPC person or you like SEO or you like photography, you know, anything, uh, you're a logistics guy, anything, just put Amazon in front of it and learn it. 
and it's nice over here. It's nice and balmy and uh, the sun comes up every day. Okay. People are, yeah, the, the business continues to flow through. It's not hard to market in that capacity too. Yep. So that's a good point. So Chris, when people are, for, for people who want to reach out and maybe like solicit or like pick your mind, you've been fantastic. Just like running through nice. ideas with me. And I have a lot of follow-up for you as well on all the things I owe. God, darn that, darn that holiday, like break that we like, can't get to all of our list of things. But anyways, how can people get in touch with you or what's the best way to kind of either work with you or just like pick your brain or network with you? Sure. Uh, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only, one of two Freiburgers with a name like that, but, um, Christopher uh, Freiburger. Though. Yeah. And then yeah. it's in reach without an eye. Um, and, uh, there's more information there. Just reach out to me. I, I, I love to talk about this stuff and I'm, I'm love to help brands and sellers just do more on Amazon because that is the answer more, more on Amazon. Yeah. And Chris, Pat, Chris and I have had one, a uh, couple of conversations off live streams that are just hilarious to me in terms of like what ends up coming up with our conversations. So it, it, I say hilarious because like no one else, I think can, I think you're one of the quicker people that can like pivot really quickly, go down this path and say like, Hey, did you know about this? Or did you hear about this concept? Or did you know about this? I, I think a lot of people just don't have that holistic mindset like you do. I think a lot of people try to, but you're been the one that's just constantly like, Hey, this company, maybe you should talk to them or this idea. Did you hear about this one or, uh, all these different concepts. So I, I appreciate what you do. You're only a team of one, right? Like you're I, a team I, of one in a few. Yeah. But I've, I've got a couple that help me, uh, you know, do the day to day stuff, but you know, but that, that said, you know, I, I can't fix a plumbing thing for anything, you know? So yeah, I know I like to think I know this sector. I like to help anybody as well, but, um, yeah, you know, so, uh, it's just, don't don't underestimate am, the the importance and the amount of work that's necessary on this side. And again, you know, it is the most important decision I think you'll make is what are you how are you going to act on or react to Amazon? So absolutely, and because you actually get uh, be, your business model is basically you need people to be successful in these partnerships in order to continue to grow your own business. Of course, so that, that's why that's why it's always important to like make sure you're doing the homework and doing the right things to connect. So obviously, yeah. I end, I end with telling everyone that's a guest. You're now a friend of the show oh, of thanks. Crossover Commerce. So anytime that you want to hop on, your comments or suggestions always come on, and you're welcome to join. If you're just like watching and uh, live and you're like, hey, I have a comment on that. You will get a link right away to hop in with people to like join and kind of like joust around with people. But we'll have more, I have a lot of cool projects on my mind in terms of 2021 with like top people in the space where they can start talking about bigger topics and we'll have multiple guests on awesome. kind of doing a round table. So I would love to have you on in the future as well. But thank you so much for thank kind you. of the Amazon matchmaker, if you will, uh, Chris Freiberger of InReach. Again, his email is below in the comment. If you're listening to this on uh, our podcast, go ahead and reach out to him, Chris at InReach.com. Chris, thank you so much. Why don't you stick around and then I'll, I'll follow up with you after this. But for everyone else, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Crossover Commerce this week. Um, this has been a fantastic week full of knowledge. We have one sick personal money, but they're coming back next week. Um, we just have lots of different content that's actually going to be popping up uh, throughout the week. We're going live five times next week. So it's it's the most we're doing in a week. And then we have more webinars for ping pong side of things uh, that are going to be coming up uh, and announced through our social media channels. Go ahead and follow ping pong payments on both LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and on Instagram. We announce all those different things coming up. You'll have links to join. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify or wherever you consume them. We have such great content that's being released out 
all the time. So make sure you consume that information. If you have questions, you can reach me and my social channels on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram as well. So for Chris Freiberger of InReach, I'm Ryan Kramer, the host of this show, Crossover Commerce. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys again next week. Be safe, everyone.